0: This is a Healthier Michigan podcast, episode 97. Coming up, we discuss if it's possible to lose weight by solely focusing on diet. Welcome to a Healthier Michigan podcast, the podcast dedicated to navigating how we can all improve our health and well-being. Through small healthy habits that we can start implementing right now. What it happy new year. It's the season of New Year's resolution. So perfect topic. I'm your host, Chuck Gatica. Every other week we'll sit down with a certified expert to discuss topics that cover nutrition, fitness, and a whole lot more. And on this one, this episode, we're diving deep into weight loss and if it's possible to achieve that with diet alone. With me today is registered dietitian for Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan, Shanti Apello. Hello again. Hello. Happy 2022.
1: I know. We were just talking before this and you were reminding us we have to start writing 2022 on our checks if we write checks. Yeah, if you
0: still write checks or write anything (laughs) that, you know, isn't populated automatically. Well, it's so good to have you back. And I know you not only enjoy being outdoors and movement and all that, but you also enjoy experimenting in the kitchen. So I think you're a perfect person to help us navigate this idea Because when it comes to weight loss, I mean, just go check out at the grocery store. I mean, right now. We've gotten past the Christmas magazine covers, and now we're on to intermittent fasting. You know, lose it fast and keep it fast. Breakneck speed. You know, I mean, we're listening to all these things and seeing these images of, I guess, what some are tried and true diets, and some are what's old is new again, and then the ones that say you can just lose weight if you just go on this diet. So I guess before we get to that big question... Can you discuss with us, let's talk about the key factors that go into losing weight and why these should be at the top of our minds on a new journey here in 2022?
1: Yeah. Well, the most fundamental part of losing weight is going to be a caloric deficit, which means that you are burning more calories than you are taking in, right? So that's the main concept, but it's not the full picture, right? So obviously there are better foods for us that are going to make it easier to lose weight over time. Food makes us feel good. Certain foods more than others are helpful to our health. So like there's so many more pieces to the puzzle, but like ultimately it's calorie deficit that's going to produce weight loss.
0: So, you know, I've been on two diets my whole life because I don't get enough food with one. And here's the thing. I've heard this my entire life, you know, caloric deficit. Take in less than you need. But you can't eat Twinkies, right? You can't just eat 900 calories and Twinkies every day. Or am I wrong? Could you actually lose weight if it were bad food for you?
1: I mean, you possibly could, yeah. but it wouldn't be great for your health, right? Like, wouldn't be good for your heart health. You might increase your risk for diabetes. It's also not going to make you feel great. You might start suffering by having some vitamin deficiencies if you're not getting enough of the good food. So there's definitely a lot there, right? Yeah.
0: So what are the key factors beyond, you know, I take in less than I'm supposed to for my body, you know, my metabolism? What other things should we be thinking about on this journey of a, you know, some kind of a New Year's resolution maybe?
1: Yeah. Well, exercise is definitely a huge part of this. It contributes to that caloric deficit, if you will. Mm -hmm. There are also a lot of things that you can do to make things easier for yourself too. So think about getting enough sleep. If we don't get enough sleep when we've talked about this before we just aren't able to control our hunger hormones in the same way so those hunger hormones get out of whack and it might be easier for us to overeat some other things is like if we have a ton of processed foods like you mentioned the twinkie it might make us more prone to overeating so you know there's a lot more there but you can definitely lose weight with diet alone It's definitely not going to be as effective and it's not as good for you as if you include exercise, but it's actually easier to lose weight on a diet alone than it would be with exercise alone. And one of the reasons for that is because exercise doesn't burn as many calories as we actually think.
0: Yeah, that just hit me the other day. It actually was yesterday. So I'm on my exercise bike. It's an assault bike. You know, it's the ones with the moving arms and I'm on it and I get done And I input it into my app on my phone and it says, you know, we'll take off 118 calories for the day for a half an hour on your bike. And I'm like, really? I just did all that for 118 calories. Now, I know, you know, intellectually, I know that, you know, that times seven days a week or whatever, it adds up to a nice number. But to your point, when I look at it, if I were to just eat a little better and trim down the calories, I'm with you. I think I have much more impact on what I'm putting in my mouth then, unless I'm running a marathon or you know going biking for 30 miles, of course that makes a difference. But that's really interesting when I saw that number yesterday, and I thought, "Wow,
1: yeah, I
0: really can impact my health better with diet, not necessarily alone, but yeah.
1: yeah, And you know we'll dig into this a little bit more, but just to what you were saying, not a lot of calories. like if you think about the elliptical, that's a very common form of exercise if someone's going to a gym. If you weigh one hundred and eighty five pounds. You're gonna burn if you, you know, kind of do it vigorously, about three hundred and seventy, three hundred and eighty calories on that elliptical trainer. And that's less if you weigh less and more if you weigh more. So that's not a lot. And, you know, weightlifting, if you do kind of general weightlifting, 126 calories for 30 minutes. So Yeah, it's definitely more effective to kind of affect the equation of calories in, calories out with only diet. But another thing about exercise and we'll, we'll dive in more to this but you know when we build muscle we're going to be burning more calories at rest as well. So it does kind of help with weight loss beyond just burning the calories in that exact moment while you're exercising, but it actually helps in the long-term to burn more calories too.
0: And isn't that true even as we age, right? I mean, if you're in your 60s, 70s, and 80s, even then lifting light weights has been shown to help with your metabolism and bone strength. And I mean, there are lots of other benefits you keep talking about, it, and it's just true. You really are helping yourself beyond, quote-unquote, a diet.
1: Yeah, Definitely. Well, I think, too, it's important to recognize how we actually use our calories in a day. So let's talk about this a little bit. So obviously, the things that we do that our body does every day to function, that's our metabolism. That's going to be part of the calories that we burn in a day. So even just having your heartbeat, even breathing, those are going to burn calories. And then we also burn calories by just simply digesting our food. That's about... 10 to 15% of the calories we burn in a day. And then finally that physical activity.
0: Come on, really? That much?
1: Yeah. Ten to fifteen. Wow. <laughs> and then physical activity, obviously. Even, you know, when you're walking around the house, walking up and down the stairs, and then anything that you add that is, you know, structured exercise is gonna be included in that. So those are kind of the the only one that we can really affect here is that physical activity when we're not controlling our eating. So
0: Well, and let's face it, this episode is dropping at the beginning of January, and, you know, in Michigan... Even if you had a walking path, it may have ice and snow on it now. You know, you can't go for the bike ride. It may even be tough to walk in the neighborhood if you don't have a sidewalk. So this notion that somehow we can impact our lifestyle change by addressing diet is really, I think, encouraging. Because for some of us, we can't get out and do the things we will in May or June, right?
1: Right. Yeah. So there are definitely some benefits, especially in the winter, for that. So, you know, for some people, it can feel really overwhelming, first of all, to focus on both diet and exercise, right? Like, it feels like, okay, if I just focus on this one thing, I'm going to feel less overwhelmed rather than adding so many things to your goals. Also, if you think about food versus exercise, exercise is something that you physically have to do for a period of time in order to burn the calories. So you're adding time to your day in exercise, whenever you do it. So for example, if you're starting an exercise routine, you're probably building in an hour a few times a week. And so for some people, that can be difficult not only to plan, but just to make time for it. Mm -hmm. However, with food, it's something you're going to do either way. And yeah, if you're changing to a healthier lifestyle, maybe you are spending some more time in the kitchen and you have to dedicate time to that. But also, there are ways to not add any extra time by eating healthy. So That is another benefit of just focusing on diet there.
0: And you've kind of mentioned this, uh, sort of touched on the idea that there is also movement in our day, where whether it's just around the house or if you're a busy mom or dad with kids, I mean, you're you're up and downstairs. maybe you're going to the laundry room, you'd be surprised if you're not tracking already how many steps, you know, you're getting at an average day. But there is something to that idea of just the average amount of movement. You could kick that up a notch or so and that could help undergird a nice diet program, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. The more that you can build in, like, Movement to everyday life, the better, whether that is just taking more stairs or parking further away, for sure.
0: Yeah. What do you see as, you know, the first thing that comes to my mind is uh, whether you're a man or a woman is body image issues, but what's the downside to focusing strictly on weight loss and diet?
1: So, exercise, we've talked about a few of the benefits, but, Mm -hmm. you know, obviously it adds to that calories out of the equation when we're thinking about that caloric deficit. So it becomes greater. Yeah, And then there are so many benefits that are metabolic that are associated with exercise. So let's just dig into diabetes. People with diabetes, for example, they're going to become more sensitive to insulin that they're already making if you have type 2 diabetes than if you didn't do that exercise. So that means that We're going to do like a little quick lesson of diabetes here. Okay, (laughs) yeah. So, basically, we have food that we consume. And in order for it to be used for energy, it has to get into the cell. And what helps it get into the cell from our blood is going to be insulin. So, I almost think of it as a little lock and key. Insulin is going to unlock this door for the food that we've broken down into blood sugar so that it can get into the cell to be used for energy. So this insulin with people with diabetes sometimes just doesn't work very well. We have insulin resistance, right? We've heard that word. So then it makes it more difficult for that insulin to work. So the key just isn't, you know, really opening the door well, like it'll open the door, but it's not a great key. It's not a good fit there. So what exercise does is that it actually helps Increase the sensitivity to insulin. So it makes that lock and key work better so that we can actually use that energy from the blood sugar. So that's one of them. And it also uses glycogen, which is our storage form of glucose or carbohydrates. And it's using it while you're exercising. And you actually get the benefits of reducing your blood sugar several hours after you finish your exercise, too.
0: Ah, so the machine keeps machining,
1: huh? Like, the machine keeps machining, yeah. it does. And you know, you've heard muscle weighs more than fat, right. right? And so muscle also burns more calories than fat does. So even when you are sleeping, that basal metabolic rate is going to be increased if you have more muscle. So that's a huge piece of it.
0: So those are some of the upsides and positives. And I guess back to this question, is there a downside to focusing on diet alone? What if you really, truly want to be a healthy couch potato? I mean, you're you're saying to yourself, you know what, I'll walk around the family room. I'm not going out because there's a blizzard and I'm going to go on a diet. Is that okay or are there other downsides? You just have to kind of watch out for any other landmines. Do you see any landmines that could come your way if you're just focusing on diet?
1: Right. So, you know, obviously, we just talked about how adding exercise to the equation, there's so many benefits. And whenever we only focus on diet, we're not going to get, you know, more of those benefits that are associated with exercise because it's really the only two ways to influence that calorie deficit is exercise and eating less, right? Yeah. So, exercise also helps with lowering blood pressure, it helps with cholesterol so that ldl cholesterol that isn't good for our heart health triglycerides are also reduced we reduce anxiety our overall well-being is better when we exercise so that's another drawback of focusing on diet alone, is that we're not going to get those benefits associated with exercise.
0: And is there anything to this idea, I look at this all the time and I wonder, so if we're looking at caloric deficit or if I'm adding exercise, I'm trying to do this in a balanced way, can I go on too low of a calorie diet? Yes. I can. So what if I jumped on a thousand calorie a day diet because I want to lose weight for getting into the bikini? And, you know, it's it's a rough thing for me, but I'm going to try for the summer. So if I did that, will my metabolism slow down? Like, is there trying to go too low for a calorie count for the day?
1: Yeah, that is definitely a thing. And, you know, in the nutrition world, we deem that nothing under 1,200 calories is safe.
0: Oh, okay.
1: But really, like, the best way to calculate your calorie need for weight loss is going to be calculating what you need for maintenance. So basically, if you were to leave your weight the same, right? Like how many calories. Yeah. And then we subtract 500 per day.
0: How do you know how many calories you need for your
1: weight, though? It's your favorite equation. Oh. <laughs> Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> Dunder Mifflin. Okay, <laughs> But Mifflin St. George. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the equation. Uh, and there are a ton of online calculators for this. So, okay. you know, you can find it in apps, you can find it online. But subtracting 500 from that is good. So if you're a woman, for example, and your maintenance calories are about 2,000, 1,500 calories is going to produce about one to two pounds a week of weight loss. One thing I will say, though, about these calorie numbers, they're so individualized, right, like of what's going to work for you. So if you think 1,200 calories is the, the very lowest you might not be good for everyone, right? So I think 1500 is great for women. It's still realistic. You can still enjoy your life. And then 1800 calories for men is another like doable number. So that 1200 calories, it is like the lowest uh, number you can go down to in a safe matter, but it's also really difficult to follow.
0: You know, and it's really interesting to talk about this equation again, going in search of, and the one thing you mentioned, which is a huge takeaway, I know I kind of beat myself up for only burning 118 calories on my bike, right? But intellectually, I know, and I said it, if I do that seven days a week or I do it, you know, five days a week for the entire year, how it adds up. When you say you'll lose one to two pounds a week, if you're in a 500 calorie deficit from where you should be, I mean, honestly, do the math. Most of us don't need to lose 100 pounds, but in 50 weeks, you almost could to, you know, 50 to 100. That inspires me in a way where I think I beat myself up too much when I don't look at the small numbers and how they'll add up to the larger number if I'm just patient, if I'm just sticking to the plan the best I can, right?
1: Right. Are you ready to be uninspired?
0: Yes, I will. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, Wait, let me grab the chair arms here. Okay, go ahead.
1: (laughs) Well, okay, so this is another thing to only focusing on diet alone. So once you're losing your weight, right, Right. you've reduced your calories that you're eating in a day, and you're following it, and you're losing weight, there's going to be a point where you're not going to continue to lose weight because your maintenance calories are going to be lower because you have less body weight to carry around, right? So the basal metabolic rate might be lower. You're also eating less food. So that equation that we were talking about of breaking down food, right? those calories burned are going to be a little lower. And your physical activity, you know, we were talking about how many calories burned in 30 minutes doing the elliptical for a 185-pound person. If you have now reduced that weight to 155, you're also burning less calories in general. So you're also going to have to start reducing your calories further. And this is one huge piece of the puzzle here with focusing only on diet. It's going to be really difficult to maintain that weight loss or keep it off if you don't add that exercise because it's going to reduce so many more calories in a day, but it's also going to help with that muscle that's going to keep burning and all of that. So, you know, it's almost like what they refer to as a plateau. It's common to get there. So you're going to have to make additional changes if you want to keep losing weight.
0: But you know why that's tough is because we've all got friends who are 155 and who eat pizza and burgers and cake. And I mean, they're just doing all this. And you look at them and you're like, come on, really? I mean, my wife is one of those people. She'll eat a Cinnabon. And then she goes, "Ah, I lost two pounds. I'm like, "I I hate that. I can't do that. My body does not work that way. So I guess that's one of the things that can influence us from around us. You know, we've got friends who maybe are already at their ideal weight, and we get there and we're thinking, well, why do we have to work so hard to keep it at that? You know, it's it's tougher for me, I can say that, to get to a, a weight without hitting a plateau and then all of a sudden seeing it creep back up
1: yeah you know and it all comes down to that individual metabolism you know we were talking about that basal metabolic rate and maybe for them there's just a little more effective right yeah and it is unfair (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but you know i think too there's so many more things to it like we can see people enjoying a huge cinnabon or something but in everyday life maybe they tend to have smaller portions or whatever that may be
0: Is there anything we can do, you're talking about the digestive process, is there anything we can ingest as part of this new diet that actually helps to kick our metabolism up? Like if I ate apples and celery, is that better than, and I use Twinkies, sorry for picking on them, but is it possible that we can eat something better and different that actually helps the metabolism?
1: Yeah, well, it's interesting you say that. (laughs) I feel like, isn't it celery or lettuce? I I can't remember which one where you actually burn more calories than you intake. It's
0: probably (laughs) both if you think
1: about it, yeah. That's not my example here, but... (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, in those same lines, if we go back to that thermic effect of food or the calories burned from just breaking down food, technically it's greater for protein foods. But because it's such a small equation, think 10 to 15 percent of our calories burned, it sounds like a lot. But in theory, if you're just increasing your protein intake in order to burn more calories that way, it's not going to have that much of an effect on your overall burned calories. So
0: does this lead us to asking the next question in your view, the best, most well-rounded diet or lifestyle change? Is that going to include the little bit of protein? I mean, you know, give us your picture of what that means, whether it includes fasting, it doesn't, is it keto, it does I don't know. Just in your mind, what is the best, most balanced way to attack this for 2022 for us?
1: Yeah, I think... You know, it goes into a lot of what we talked about, really figuring out what you need for your maintenance and subtracting from that, because you cannot lose weight without a calorie deficit. You know, whenever we look at research studies, it might seem that, you know, some diets are more effective than others. But whenever we control for muscle mass, we control for water weight and things like that, ultimately calorie deficit is the only way to lose weight and of course there's more pieces to the puzzle so let's go into that let's just start with subtracting those 500 calories okay and to make it easier right we always want to make it easier because eating less and eating fewer portions or smaller portions isn't as easy as we'd like to think sometimes so making sure that you feel full after a meal so you know we as dietitians want to recommend five fruits and vegetables per day for good health right but it can also help you lose weight because these foods are going to be rich in fiber and so they're going to make you feel full when you're done eating we also want to make sure we're getting enough protein foods to help with this too it's about one gram per kilogram of body weight, just as a very average, you know, look into specifically what works for you. But if you get enough protein at each meal, it's going to keep you fuller for longer so that you're less likely to go back and snack. Another thing is to focus on just skipping some of those processed foods because, you know, we had a whole episode on this. It really affects our hunger hormones. You know, if we have more of those processed foods that are high in saturated fat and sugar, we're going to be overeating or we're more likely to overeat and go out of control. And then that same vein with those hunger hormones, keeping them in check by just getting enough sleep. And then, you know, we've talked earlier about like, okay, well, technically you could eat just Twinkies and lose weight. It's definitely true. But we also want to think about our overall well-being and how we feel, because ultimately our diet might make us feel better when we're losing weight from a, an image standpoint. But we also need to think about how it makes you feel just consuming these foods and how it affects our hormones and how it affects our heart health and our overall risk. So it's more than that, but it's also just plain calorie deficit in one way. I also really like to encourage, be realistic. This is the one question I want everyone to ask themselves. Is this something I can see myself doing next year? five years from now, 10 years from now. Because oftentimes we think of a diet as something we do until we get to our goal.
0: And that's a really good point because that is that lifestyle change, right? That's the change that I think you would be looking to encouraging us to consider, is how do we change the lifestyle? Increasing activity, adding weightlifting, going on a you know calorie deficit, all that becomes a lifestyle. So really moving forward, You don't think of it as a diet. It's just the way you roll.
1: Right. And if you think about those people that have maintained their kind of healthy weight for a long time, as a general rule of thumb, we see those people with those healthy habits of building exercise into their life, of controlling their portions, but enjoying the foods that they like sometimes, right? There's good truth to it. So
0: you've mentioned protein a lot, and not because we need to consume a lot, but I want to go down this path for just a minute because, you know, there are the people that will swear by keto. Maybe in 2021 they were on it. It worked for a a good part of the year, and then all of a sudden it didn't for whatever reason. So now when you say eat five fruits and vegetables a day— I know for a fact, because I've thought this way when I've tried keto or something closer to keto, I look at a banana and I think that's evil. (laughs) That's filled with sugar. There's no way I'm going to become a diabetic if I were to eat, you know, bananas and apples every day. I mean, so much of that is kind of ingrained in us by media or other people we've talked to, right? So we have to reset our thinking as well as all this other diet stuff we're talking about moving forward into the new year too, don't we?
1: We do. And you know what? I used to think bananas were evil, too. <laughs> Even I love them. I mean, yeah. And, you know, I've obviously changed the way I think. But back in college, I uh, did a low-carbohydrate diet, and I was so successful at it. And it was... One of the things that got me interested in nutrition, I was like, wow, this is really effective, right? Yeah. But after that I had to heal my mind because, you know, first of all, I reverted to other ways of eating because it was really difficult to hang on to and to do that always and not to eat pizza when your friends were eating pizza, right? Yeah. But, you know, I had to really reframe my thinking because I also thought carbohydrates were evil, whether they came from fruits or from pasta or just cake, right? Like carbohydrates were evil in general. So yeah, we do have to reframe our way of thinking and noting that like vegetables, fruit like bananas come in with so many benefits with all the nutrients that they provide, all the fiber that they provide. They're just a different source of that. And yes, they do have sugar. And yes, there's a way to overdo those fruits. But having that limit of two to three a day, even more, like if you're substituting it for dessert is great for you and Comes along with so many benefits, so don't think of them as evil.
0: <laughs> well, uh, yeah, and I know that that's not really the case intellectually. But protein, even if you're plant-based or you're leaning toward plant-based, that can still be black beans or legumes, or you can have fish or you know lean chicken. Uh, you know, there are ways to add that little package of protein to nearly every meal. So you know that balance that I know you're encouraging us to find is still there.
1: Right? Yeah, and I think that's a there's a big misconception with protein too. You know, I've focused a lot on it. But in the bodybuilding world and the exercise world, we're always focusing on building muscle, making sure we get enough protein for it. But this is what I'm encouraging here is more to make sure that you're feeling fuller for longer and for you to kind of get what you do need to lose weight and to maintain that muscle mass. So, You know, if you're eating more protein than carbohydrates, that does tend to be more successful. And, you know, we've talked a lot about water weight, right? So low carbohydrate, we're going to be losing a whole lot of water just because of the waste that glycogen, the storage form of carbohydrates is bound to water. So those are kind of those other kind of factors that play into the weight loss that make it look like weight loss, but might not be true fat loss.
0: Oh, that's a whole other episode. We need to tell everybody we need a few more hours on this episode. We got to go along (laughs) because there's just so much good stuff. All right. Well, can you kind of wrap it up for us here on some good takeaways? And I know we're going to have you back so we can dive into some of this other stuff because you're a treasure of uh, so much knowledge to give us, but encourage us. Come on. It's 2022 I'm ready to go, and I'm ready to pull in my belt. Wrap it up for me.
1: Yeah, well, the question here was, can you lose weight on diet alone? You certainly can. It's effective, but as tempting as it may be, make sure you include movement, even if it's not structured, even if it's just building it more into your day, Mm -hmm. because it's so important for your longevity, staying independent as we age and just feeling good in general.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, a a thumbs up to this. You've given us so much good stuff. Shanti, a happy new year again. And the next time we chat, I bet you you'll be able to tell I'm thinner. You'll say,
1: (laughs) you sound thin. You sound like (laughs) your breathing is great.
0: Yeah, I hope so. I really do. Listen, take good care of yourself and thanks. Thanks, Chuck. And thank you for listening to A Healthier Michigan Podcast. It's brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. If you like the show, you want to know more. I encourage you to go online. It's at ahealthiermichigan.org slash podcast. You can leave us reviews or ratings on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher, and you can get new episodes for the new year and all the old episodes. We got This is season five, so there's a lot of good stuff out there. Leave us a review. Do that for us. And again, you can check us out and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. I'm Chuck Gadeco. Be well.